Hello and welcome to Sci-Fi Sidebar. I'm your co-host, Cece. And I'm Peter, your other co-host. Welcome to our first ever Doctor Who episode and our first ever Christmas episode. <laughs> or, or like special of any kind. <laughs> really just anything out of the ordinary and our normal blah blah blah. Listen to Break us, we're routine. funny. And subscribe, thank you. I mean, there was that time that we did Jurassic World funky. <laughs> and that was sort of a break from the norm. Let's be honest, that was a cop-out. That was us being like, I don't have time. <laughs> that was just a busy time in our lives, and we and we went for it, and it was fine. We still wanted to give you guys something. And you listened. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess, do you want to talk about a relationship with Doctor Who? Yeah, I mean, yes. We mentioned it a little bit last time. So, our relationship with Doctor Who is that it's, I don't know, ongoing, but also not very active. <laughs> yes, that's basically it. Like, never, you know, stopped liking it, just sort of stopped engaging with it. <laughs> I've never gone, and now I don't, I no longer like Doctor Who. Right, exactly. And you had a resurgence not that long ago, didn't you? Yeah, like a year and a half ago. Yeah, so I would say that... We're both sort of moderate fans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I myself sort of fell off early 12th Doctor. Um, not even, again, not even because I didn't like him. Or, like, specifically dislike something about the show. I just sort of stopped watching. Life happens. Sometimes life happens. Exactly. Life sucks. Exactly. But, that said, this episode brought me back, man, to, like, the peak of my Doctor Who fan. Honestly, life. though. Did it to you, too. Yeah, I watched that episode, and then I proceeded to watch the next Christmas special. Oh my gosh, that's cute. I was like, I kind of want to watch Matt Smith's first season again. Because it was right after the Pandora opens in the Big Bang, which were, like, my intro episodes, because <laughs> one of my best college friends, Lynn, was the one who got me into the show, and she... Well, actually, the first episode I watched, like most people, was Blink. But shortly after that, she was like, come watch this with me. <laughs> like, it's exciting, and I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like on her her bed freshman year in our tiny little dorm and watching those episodes on a laptop and I was like this is awesome. <laughs> and this is I think this episode came right after this, so it's like mm-hmm. right there, right there in what hooked me to begin with. Right, right, right. Um, honestly, I don't know where I started. I think the one of the first episodes I ever watched was the one with the. Uh, the weird gigantic green shapeshifters that wore humans like skin. Wow, really? Yeah. I would have definitely guessed that I just made you watch Blink one day because that's always how I introduced. Oh people. God, no, 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 no! I refuse to watch Blink. You still don't watch it? I've watched Blink once because I felt like I had to, and that was it. I never watched it again. <laughs> that's definitely the scariest thought you ever got. And then they like, actually, that's not true. Waters of Mars is scary as hell, and Midnight's scary as hell. Yep. But Midnight is actually, like, terrifying. Midnight's one of my all-time favorites. We should do Midnight one day. Nope. We should do a compilation of scary Doctor Who episodes. No, thank you. <laughs> I'd rather do um, Alien. <laughs> You'd rather do Ambien, did you say? Alien. Like, oh. the other sci-fi movie. It's like, that's just a sleeping pill. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'd usually rather do Ambien. I would take a Benadryl before I'd do that. <laughs> I hate sleeping. <laughs> Stupid. I'd have a warm <laughs> cup of milk late at night before I did that. <laughs> oh my god. But anyway, yes. Let uh, us know, so listeners, yes. if you would want us to do more Doctor Who episodes. We'll see how this one goes first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's an hour TV show. So and we're up for it. As opposed to, you know, nine hours of reading slash listening. 20 hours. What's the longest one we've done? Probably like 40 hours. No, that's not true. We'll talk about this later. There have been some long ones, though. (laughs) When will we talk about this? Um, I don't know. Like, offline. Oh, okay. I guess this doesn't have to be your problem, listeners. It's not your guys' (laughs) problem. It's ours. Um, But, so, anyway. (laughs) What did you think of this specific episode? So, I thoroughly enjoyed it, mostly because there were no weeping angels in it. That helps. Especially because they kind of killed the Weeping Angels, but never mind. Wait, what? I just feel like they killed the Weeping Angels. They did them to death. Uh, they were like, everyone loves yeah. the Weeping Angels, and we're like, yeah, because they're weird and mysterious, and they just have that one thing, and then they're like, the Statue of Liberty is a Weeping Angel, and you're like, all right. <laughs> That's enough of that. <laughs> That's, yeah. I still haven't watched that 
particular part of Doctor Who. It's fine. You're fine. Um, But I just kind of decided it wasn't worth it because I heard that the Statue of Liberty was Weeping Angel and I said, well, fuck that. (laughs) That's all I need to know about that episode. That's it. I guess spoiler alert for, I forget what that episode's even called. Um, The Angels Take Manhattan. Matt Smith era. Oh yeah, Angels Take Manhattan. There you go. Wow, I can't believe I just pulled that out. That was a really weird pull. <laughs> All right, go. Let's stop talking about Weeping Angels. <laughs> and we did them to death, Wait, too. hang on. The best thing about Weeping Angels, though, <laughs> is that they don't kill you. They just time travel you. And listen, I've got a friend who's really into vintage, and I feel like if you time travel her back to the 40s, she won't hate it. <laughs> that's basically what the Weeping Angels Wait, is that they what they do you. to you? Yeah. At least in Blink, that's all they did. And then later on, they're like, they're breaking people's necks. They're killing for sport. Don't. They ruined them. It's fine. Uh, time travel is so much cooler. Time travel is way cooler. That's neither here nor there. This is not a Weeping Angels episode. Let's not make it one. Oh, I swear, I'm done. I'm off the stuff for good. Um, I'm not. So anyway, I was at my girlfriend's house the other day. And <laughs> I looked out a window. And for some reason, they have chosen to place... Uh, several religious icons, stone icons, at the window to the kitchen facing Facing in. inward? Like, <gasps> from the outside. Oh my god, why? That's so creepy! Yeah, no, that shit Are they sending a message? What? It feels like they're sending a message to the inhabitants of their home. I don't even know, but man, it was creepy, because I was, like, <laughs> washing my hands at the kitchen sink and looked up. <laughs> and thank god I was alone. She would have never let me live that down. And started crying. Yeah, immediately Backed started crying. Back out of the room without blinking. Yeah, well, obviously not. I was looking, trying to die. <laughs> oh, bless. Anyway. That's so, really creepy. Let's move on to the actual subject of our, of our episode, as opposed to every other part of Doctor Who that we've talked about so far. Yes. I mean, I'm cool with talking about Doctor Who sort of as a whole, but, like, obviously not in great detail, because that wasn't what we covered this week. Fair enough. This is that wasn't the homework we gave you. That was not the homework we gave you. We did not ask you to watch all of Doctor Who. Hell, we haven't even watched all of Doctor Who. We haven't even watched all of modern Doctor Who. So God, no, we're not I've, expecting. Uh, I've watched too, less too than half. I've missed entire Doctors. Which Doctors did you miss? I've watched a bit of Peter Capaldi. Yeah. All right. So you've seen all of Eccleston and Smith and Tennant. I watched all of Eccleston and Tennant. I think I missed some Smith. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, Peter Capaldi, nope. And then there's a new one now, right? Yeah, a lady. That's you. <laughs> I feel like the whole pretense is it, it's a guy. Like, he he was a male Time wow. Lord. leave it to a man. He was a male Time Lord, so he reincarnates <laughs> as a man. Like, um. I, I get the whole, let's have, like, Let's let's make equality. Let's have women heroines. But like the entire premise of the show is a male time lord who reincarnates into a male time lord. Um, I mean, there is at least one other reference in the modern series to somebody. Well, hang on. I think there was an arc about the master reincarnating as a woman or uh, regenerating. But I'm not actually positive about that because I didn't watch that season. (laughs) I watched the beginning of that season and that was it. That was some Capaldi stuff. But then even, because like that's obviously setting up for a female doctor and like sort of gauging how viewers feel about it. Yeah. But like also there was a like, I I don't know, Smith or something mentioned somebody that he knew who reincarnated as a woman a couple times. Like it's not, it's not like a completely baseless thing. I don't. I never really like wanted one, but I wasn't ever really opposed to it. I was kind of like, eh, whatever. As long as it's like a good actor or actress, and fair they enough, bring an interesting dynamic to the part. Because like the thing is, it's hard to not make it tired. I feel like I would have rather a doctor of a different race more than a female doctor. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's still a white person, but that's just me. That's just my take. <laughs> I feel like One people are rumoring, like, oh, Idris Elba could be the Doctor, and I'm like, well, he's too famous, but I like where your head's at. Yeah, Doctors are almost exclusively not famous people. Like, famous I like when they're not famous people. Yeah. Br- British famous people. <laughs> Perfect for us Americans. They've already been proven to be charismatic, but not charismatic enough. It's, it's just the sweet spot. Wait a second. 
<laughs> do you think it's because like that show is on BBC? Like that's meant for British people. Like it was released for British people. Yeah. Are those famous? Like are those people that were very famous in Britain, and no. then like were only mildly known here, and that's why we think they're too famous? No. <laughs> uh no, I don't think they are. I don't think that they're like. I think they people. Some people have heard of them, but they're not. They're not like superstars. They're not like household names until they're a doctor. Like David Tennant was Barty Crouch Jr. before he was a doctor. I'm pretty sure. What? David Tennant played Barty Crouch Jr. in Harry Potter. Um. Did you not know that? I did not know that. Have you never noticed that? I haven't. I don't think I've watched that specific Harry Potter in like. Since your pre-doctor days. Apparently since my pre-David Tennant days. Oh, you should go watch. It's very weird. David Tennant makes a great villain, which is funny because he's such an adorable hero. I saw him in something else recently, too. Jessica Jones. Um, That, but something else. He's a creepy as fuck villain in Jessica Jones. Like, I can't watch Jessica Jones. He's too scary. Yeah, he's very scary. (laughs) I do not like him. Um, It made me, like, really uncomfortable about the whole David Tennant. I was like, "Uh, maybe he's not a cool dude. Maybe we're not friends. (laughs) Maybe Dave Tennant is not my boy. <laughs> it's time to accept this, I guess. I, I no, but he's great. I thought I he's had just a, while. a very dynamic actor. I love an actor that can be a very creepy villain and also a very endearing hero. He's like the literally the two antithetum. Like, you could be an endearing villain, and you can also be an endearing hero. You're just endearing. <laughs> You're just so charismatic, I can't. Just so darn charismatic. <laughs> Pretty much. Hey. It's been 12 minutes and we haven't talked about the uh, episode. <laughs> we'll get through it quick. All right. <laughs> All right. So how was your day? <laughs> it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, made some breakfast. That okay, was so. it. That's <laughs> this all I did. the end of this bit. <laughs> that was good. Did you guys like that bit? Did you guys like that? Let us know. It was the how was your day bit. That's <laughs> comedy gold. Day-to-day life on break. <laughs> <laughs> what does Peter do when he's home for vacation? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. And that's how he likes pretty it. Pretty much Moving nothing. On. Okay, so this episode, I, it was, okay, this question raises a big, big question for me about Doctor Who as a whole. Okay. Is it, I mean, listen, is it really sci-fi? Because it, a lot of the time with Doctor Who, it feels like fantasy. Well, Cece, isn't that just the whole point? (laughs) I think I saw a thing once that Doctor Who is not sci-fi, it's a fairy tale, and I'm like, yeah, kind of. Yeah, like I mean, he's he's kind of this magical figure, and most of the stuff isn't really supported by science or like like they're never getting into the techno jargon or like explaining how things work in any sort of real terms. Like sometimes they'll explain how things work, but it's always with nonsense. So okay, right, <laughs> like made up words and stuff. You can make the basically the same argument that Star Wars is in sci-fi, and people do. I people mean, do. There's camps of that. Don't, I've never, back I've away. Never heard of that. <laughs> back away. We don't know nearly enough about Star Wars. We both like it, and that's it. That's all the opinions we're stating publicly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll come around our episode that's come the releases closest to the fourth of May, and we'll talk about this more. What? Well, we'll talk about that more offline. Too. <laughs> we have no plans. I'm afraid. I'm afraid to talk about Star Wars or Star Trek. It's okay. We don't have a big enough fan base for it to matter. That's <laughs> so true. <laughs> you guys are nice. You guys are chill. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. You're the best. Um, but yeah. So the <laughs> the the episode we watched. Yes. Um, I very I I very much enjoyed it. CC first impressions. What's your first impression? It was very pleasant. It made me smile. Yeah, it was kind of like a nice little story. Yeah, I mean, we all know the Christmas Carol, and the episode made no uh, made no secret of it being a retelling of Christmas Carol. You mean when Christmas they named it a Christmas Carol? Yes, and when the doctor's like, I'm the ghost of Christmas past. Yeah. Um, P.S. Sweet stunt he pulled when he had, like, the projector up, and then he shows up in the projector. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was some good shit. Even though this episode was, like, the biggest time paradox ever. <laughs> And just, like, it didn't give a shit. Doctor Who doesn't give a shit about paradoxes, unless it's convenient to give a shit about paradoxes. Unless it's plot convenient. <laughs> yes. It's, that's the thing about Doctor Who, it has no, no consistent internal laws. 
<laughs> yeah, I'd be fine if they were like, this is, this is how science works for Doctor Who. Okay, yeah, plenty of sci-fi does that. No, 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 no. No, not in Doctor Who, baby. That's how it works this week and next week. Maybe something different. <laughs> Who knows? I'm going to give no a shit about paradoxes next week, and this, but this week, I do not. <laughs> yes. And this episode, it absolutely did not. It was delightful. But it also, like, just sort of throwing that out the window kind of made it interesting. Like, the idea of having your memories rewritten as you watch and, like, having your personality change mm-hmm. and your timeline change and and you're, like, aware of it is really interesting. Yeah, it's weird because his, like, short-term memory was, oh, yeah, no, like, none of those memories are real. But right. when he thought about them, like, you know, you can think about what you did, you know, a year ago or when you were a kid and you can vaguely remember that, that memory and he can like, his long-term recall is perfect dead on to what the doctor's doing. Yeah. And like, it, it isn't really made clear at the end. I, I can only assume that at the end, he still knows that his memories were rewritten and like, presumably he still has copies of the old memories. You know what I mean? I mean, well, think about it. It wasn't that much of a change, right? It was one day a year for, like, seven years. That's true. But it obviously changed him pretty dramatically because at the end, the doctor was like... Or they, there was a the whole thing where he, he tried to use the machine and he's like, oh, no, your father never would have coded it with you becoming the man you did. Like, mm-hmm. so it was dramatic enough that he no longer inherited, you know, his father's weather machine thing. Yeah. So clearly it had a big impact on him, whether or not it was like a lot of timeline rewriting. No, that's true. Um, hmm. So I was just thinking about the, the isomorphic whatever, uh, the isomorphic lock on the on the weather machine controls. Yes. And his father invent like had like made put it online and really created it. Right. When the, when when um. The, the 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 character was uh, a child well when no no, no he was like a man well i think he was working on it when he was a child yeah but like he had like finished the job when he was a man yes you know like, we're not a man but like you know 19 like yes. fully grown yes um why wouldn't he have programmed for it because i think the ultimate shock and what made him the man he was at the end of the episode is when the doctor brought his childhood self and showed him the crotchety old bastard he became that was so good. Yeah, first of all, yeah, don't move by the doctor. Don't move. Such a baller. <laughs> but second of all, he was like, yeah, look what you become. And the kid was like, oh, no, hell no, I'm not going to be that. And yes. changed everything. Why would the Also dad... a humongous paradox. Yeah, because the doctor hadn't built up his relationship with this kid yet. Or if he had, it had only been for like a couple of years. Hadn't been <clears> for like seven years, like what had happened in, towards the end. And he got him in the TARDIS. <laughs> He's like, come with me in my magic box. I have candy. (laughs) Join me, child, in my magic box, full of fantasy and whimsy. Remember the phone we had with that shark? Okay, let's go. Into the box with you. (laughs) You know what? I guess they totally are in the box the first night. So maybe he drops off the girl, then he's like, okay, one more trip. (laughs) So. Yeah, I guess. But he would have to show up and tell himself. I don't know. Well, I mean, obviously this episode was not trying to maintain, you know. Again, no internal logic. It just sort of is. And that's like, that's why I feel like it's not real sci-fi. Like, and that's fine. I don't have a problem with it being real sci-fi. I really feel like it's a fairy tale. Like, there's not well, if, rules. If it's re- not real sci-fi, we're going to have to go ahead and end this episode right here. Oh, okay. Sorry, we never should have talked about Sorry, this. Sorry, are we going to be fairy tale sidebar? There's no alliteration. <laughs> fairy tale fight club. Nope. Can't talk about it. <laughs> Damn it. What was I thinking? Tinkerbell has one hell of a right hook. <laughs> You'd be surprised, but on the other hand, she is magic. I mean, shit, but she's so small. <laughs> Again, defies the laws of physics. That's why it's a fairy tale. Shit, you got me. <laughs> yep, take that. But so. uh, but wait, to finish my original point, the kid had gone through his change that would change the direction of his life. Before his dad had done all that, like, like coding it to his brain pattern. So, the machine should have worked. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Well, I mean, but... once again, no internal logic. <laughs> but, like, 
as my girlfriend would say often when I ask why is it like that, she would say dramatic effect. <laughs> dramatic effect. There you go. That's all this is. I mean, if if he if well, worked, I think what the doctor said. Honestly, I think what the doctor said is he wouldn't have coded it for you. Like the person you became, he wouldn't have given this to you. Oh. So I I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. So maybe the it was like he had was changed like, so dramatically that he no longer inherited the power. The father was like, "You don't deserve this," and didn't let him use it. Yeah, which makes you wonder how he's in that house. But <laughs> I digress. I guess. I mean, the dad dies, and he still has his ridiculous loan shark system. Yeah, it. Honestly, really interesting. You want to talk about the loan sharking? Yeah, let's talk about it. Um, brilliant. <laughs> like, kind of, yeah. Like, using people as collateral. I mean, it's dark. Don't get me wrong. It's pretty fucked. But it's for sure wrong, but, like... It, it's interesting. Because, I mean, he, like, time is money. <laughs> you know what I mean? And what more? what better way to incentivize people to pay you back than by depriving them of their loved ones. And, like, the longer it takes them to pay you back, the more... The the harder the transition is for the person that they love who made the sacrifice to come back. Mm-hmm. Well, so hold on. It doesn't seem like a great system. Because you look at someone like Abigail, who yes. literally had seven days left to live. And her box could calculate that. Weirdly enough, but, like, yeah. <laughs> Magical. Um, I'm sure there's some sort of quantum flux or something in there that did quantum, it. Quantum, quantum, quantum. <laughs> quantum, 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 entanglement. Dodger never drops quantum. That's all I'm saying. I think he does. Is it even sci-fi if he doesn't talk about quantum? He does talk about quantum sometimes. When? When he restored the, uh, ta- oh, literally this episode when he restored the tapes. He said, you'd have some... Oh, he totally did! Some quantum memory <laughs> recovery or something. Mumbo jumbo, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, well, he, that might have been a quote, or it might be CC not remembering. <laughs> Who knows? Science may never know the answer Welcome to that. Doctor Who. <laughs> his, I think his favorite version of uh, Quantum, though, is uh, interdimensional. That's totally accurate, actually. He loves saying That is their shorthand for don't ask. Yeah. Mumbo jumbo. <laughs> Mumbo jumbo. Wibbly wobbly. Time you are me. Exactly. <laughs> um... But, yeah, so, like, Abigail had seven days left to live. Like, if I had seven days left to live, I'd get my family to, like, get loaned a bunch of money. I've, and then, like, their only incentive to pay it back is they don't get me, who's about to die, back. I'd be like, all right, farewell, everyone. It's free money. Uh, I'm going in the box. <laughs> I'd have waited. What? I'd have waited until, like, my last day, then been like, all right. Well, what my the my family needs up? some money. <laughs> What did you say? What if the paperwork got held up? What what if the the wheels of administration were too slow? Fair point. What if you had to go on magical adventures every year? (laughs) That's also true, Cece. Yeah, if you're waiting to your last day, you miss out on your opportunity to go on magical adventures with a Time Lord. That's true. You gotta plan for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. (laughs) So yeah, but still ingenious. Super ingenious. Also, if you're gonna be like an evil rich person, it's a pretty good way to do it. Um, and hey, to talk about the cryogenics real quick. Sure. They snapped her, like, in and out of cryo. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Listen, I work in biotech and freeze thaw. You really got to be careful with that. (laughs) Yeah, she, I can't imagine the freezer burn she had. I know. (laughs) You're totally right. They closed the door and it's like, ah, she's frozen. Yeah, and she changed her face. Like, she was, like, smiling and happy. And they closed the door and it's like, and she's like frowning icicle like (laughs) magical ice princess (laughs) (laughs) no yes very true very true and more than that when she woke up it was so sudden yes it was like Like i'm awake and and lucid and i feel great i feel great nothing's wrong and i feel great i don't have weird shit in my lungs to make it okay to travel like (laughs) i'm just good it's so automatically yeah like if you, i was thinking about uh comparing it to when we went and did uh halo like their cryogenics process was like real rough and dirty like you had to like wake up like cough up some like stuff that was in your lungs to make you not die like well that wasn't in a magical victorian planet with fish clouds was but it? I mean, in like in every single version of cryogenics there's something like that people just like wake up and be like all right i'm good 
But it's like this one, it's like, no, 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 no. Because that's sci-fi that needs to explain itself. This sci-fi doesn't need to answer to anyone. It just is. I mean, I don't know. I guess that's what happens when you're like sci-fi from like, when did the first Doctor Who come out? Well, 50th anniversary was a couple years ago. So 60s, early 60s. Yeah. That, that period, I feel like you didn't have to explain shit. I mean, some people still did, but I don't think it was expected. And yeah, that's what I was going to say, though. Like, do you think it's a legacy of being such an old show? And like, so it always had this culture of being like, not explaining itself and just not being beholden to any physical laws or anything like that. Like, it just got to be what it was. And... So as a result, now that it's like the modern era and people expect sci-fi to be explained, Doctor Who gets a pass because that's how it's always been. You know what I mean? Like, Doctor Who would not be Doctor Who if it started being too technical. I'm not even sure how much it's like the fact that they're not, like, they get a pass because they're so, like, old. Like, it's some sort of, like, rite of passage thing that they're still going, (laughs) you know, despite the long break. But it's so much that, like, it had such a cult falling when it first came out. And, like, yeah, there was a long period of not. But, like, it... People were still... Like, if Firefly started... If they made the second season of Firefly, people would be all over it, and they could take whatever liberties they wanted as long as it was in keeping with, like, the style of the first season. Right, people care about the spirit of the show. Yeah, and there's the spirit of Doctor Who in the 60s when it came out was less explanation and more this is fun shit that happens in space yeah and time and don't time. forget time throughout time and space <laughs> exactly so yeah but I, I, mean, I, I think it, it gives them like creative license because they could just be like yeah we're on this planet and guess what there's fish in the clouds and they love music <laughs> and everyone's like yeah sounds cool. legit <laughs> that sounds like it i mean to be fair sounds to like doctor, a fun setting to be fair to doctor who their Christmas specials get to be more whimsical. That's true, too. I mean, the other one I was thinking about doing is the one that's basically The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and they fly a tree, I think, in that one. Uh, yeah, I, that's the one I also started watching. I watched. <laughs> started, finished. <laughs> it, like, started playing, and I had to play on my phone after the episode ended, like A Christmas Carol, and then that and came like, on. Well, okay. And I, was, and I was like, I guess I'm watching this. It's the reason for the season. <laughs> gotta get in the spirit and if that's through Doctor Who Christmas specials then so be it I mean some everyone has their thing and that apparently is my thing I don't know you're finding out <laughs> <laughs> I'm exploring my Christmas self what was uh, that? I'm, I'm exploring my Christmas identity well, good for you Peter Thank at you. 21 now is the right time I'm glad everyone's opening their minds to this and whole new ways to celebrate the holidays 20, it's 2018 okay it's, it's 2018 the year of Christmas <laughs> the year of exploring your own Christmas <laughs> find your true Christmas <laughs> um, okay those fish were really cool Zizi <laughs> they were pretty sweet that was another thing they, like, sort of half explained. They were like, because the sky is ice, and so they swim. And it's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Cool, cool, cool. Which is funny because, like, <laughs> if it wasn't ice crystals, it would be water vapor. And I feel like fish are equally likely to swim through water vapor, maybe even more likely. <laughs> <laughs> If we're deciding that Chris, fish are light enough to fly in any sort of medium, it seems more likely that they fly through water vapor. I think they just wanted to have crystals involved because they could talk about, like, resonance. Yeah, probably. And that's that's the whole idea is that, like, the resonance of the crystals makes it possible to control the atmosphere. And then also for music to work. <laughs> also for <laughs> delightful tunes. But only if Abigail's singing also do you hear her pipes of course only if abigail's singing yeah i mean i'd listen too to be honest like yeah, i'd come down cool. from the, the upper atmosphere to come down and hang that's out the other thing she could do seconds after being thawed is like she didn't even do vocal warm-ups <laughs> singers that have to warm up clear? Room, they have to room up, warm up from room temperature yeah <laughs> And she's just chilling in ice clouds, belting it out, making that shark calm down. Get it, girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's some good cryogenics, man. 
And also the cryogenics, like, sort of heal her terminal disease. Not dead. Which I refuse to believe that the doctor couldn't cure. Or find a cure for. Wait, what? No, okay, so... There's like it's it's offhandedly mentioned because I feel like they knew people were gonna be like why is she so healthy if she's got seven days slip like how does she have the energy to go on adventures, and look nice, but they uh they sort of offhandedly mentioned they're like oh yeah I think the rest in, in there is doing her good but like she doesn't really have any time left, like the rest is doing her good enough that she has energy to go on adventures but not good enough that she can Lips. have any more time. <laughs> Also, she probably smells really bad because she hasn't showered in seven days. <laughs> I mean... Seven days of adventuring. You're right. I don't know. Maybe they want to... Actually, later. that we know of. That we know of. You're right. That's not like Dr. Hoover to show the showering scenes. That would be surprising. Yeah, I, I would have been surprised. And more so that Amazon Prime had that. <laughs> that's the Doctor Who on Cinemax. Ah, yes. Of course. That, that's that Christmas special. <laughs> Gross. Honestly, like, Doctor Who's so pure, I don't even like to make that joke. I take it back. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I always got so uncomfortable when Matt Smith and River Song were, like, getting all flirty. I'm like, that's not this show. Be This show is pure. Be children. (laughs) Act like children because the show is pure. Only platonic relationships. Yes. No romance whatsoever. I mean, Amy and Rory can't, but they're married. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wait, actually, no, hold on. There were, yes. That's... There were sexy costumes in this one. <laughs> were... But listen, listen, that's Amy's sexy cop costume for when she's a kissogram or whatever, and that costume is pretty covered up. Like, there's stockings, I'm pretty sure. I mean, she's a kissogram. She's not something else. She's not the she's... other gram. <laughs> what's... Hey, what's the other gram, Peter? Hey, Cece, they're called... Ladies of the Night, and so, um... But what's the gram? I don't know. Instagram? Uh, <laughs> they tried <laughs> to get Instagram, but that was taken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that joke worked out well. <laughs> <laughs> thank Good you, job. thank you. <laughs> you got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Like the customers of Instagram. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Very good, Cece. Thank you very much. I like that the doctor... But, like, this is my point. This is the original season of Matt Smith. And he comes in and he's like, why are you guys dressed like that? And they're like, don't worry about it. And he's like, no, but really, like, that's so weird. Why are you in these outfits? And Amy's like, it's fine. And he's like, all right. (laughs) Like... As though he was a child. <laughs> he was not... like, I can't imagine why you're dressed up as a sexy cop and a centurion on your honeymoon. <laughs> what could that be about? And not 900 years old. Yes. Not only not a child, but centuries old. I love very much when <laughs> um, Abigail is crying at the window. And, and I cannot remember his name, but the main character. The, 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 the miser. What? Kazran. You can call him Scrooge if if it makes it easier. Alright, so old Scrooge, young Scrooge actually, um, comes up to the doctor and is like, alright, she's crying, um, should I, what do you do when a girl's crying? (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the thing is, it really depends. My, you know, the problem I most often run into is that Albert doesn't like it when I cry at all. And I'm like, let me cry. I need to cry right now. And he's like, no, crying's bad. <laughs> crying means you're sad. Crying means you're sad. And then it'll sad. I'm like, this makes me happy. He's like, how? Uh, yeah, I have that same issue with, uh, do you, with Maria. Do you, do you also not understand the concept of a cathartic cry? I understand it, but like, have I you never, never shower cried, Peter? I mean, let's I get never real. know. If it's a cathartic cry or an actual cry. Well, at least you know a cathartic cry can exist. I have them. That's the of my husband. <laughs> oh, did he not even go to college? College is basically <laughs> the land of the cathartic cry. <laughs> he prefers to bury those feelings. It's fine. Deep inside. Underneath whiskey. <laughs> He's fine, guys. Don't worry about him. Um, <laughs> I don't want to give the wrong impression. 
He's doing great. <laughs> He's fantastic. He never cries, so that's great. <laughs> so good for him, I guess. <laughs> but, oh God. yeah, no, I mean, and like, it's kind of fair, because as a woman, I can say sometimes you should talk to them. Me, I like to be talked to if I'm crying, even if I want to be allowed to cry. But there's probably also circumstances where you're like, no, I just want to have my moment. Let me be. Yeah. Especially because um, they don't know each other that well. So, yeah, fair question, Kazran. I give you, I give this to you. Yeah, they don't know each other that well. Did fall in love, though. Did fall in love, for sure. Um, but, I mean, tale as old as time. Yeah. And all that. Boy meets girl. Uh, boy freezes girl in ice for a year. <laughs> boy brings girl out of ice, has one day of adventure, puts girl back in ice, um, uh, slowly ri- matures into a man she can love. R- rinse and repeat. He opens her up, and he's like, you love me yet? She's like, nope. He's like, all right, one more year. Closes it. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> but I don't want to minimize it, though, because it is really a tragic tale that, like... Oh, no, it's horrible. Th- this whole time, like, he's been just saving her last day. You know? It's like a really depressing version of, I don't know, having your last, like, macaroon from the beach, and it's fall. <laughs> like... Do you know what I mean, though, when you're like, mm, I want to eat it, but it's getting stale, but and then also becomes I can't stale, have another one. Which is him becoming stale, an old man. Which is him becoming an old man. It's just like the macaroons. Damn, CC, I was going to make fun of you. Good analogy, though. <laughs> and, like, take that feeling of devastation and multiply it times mm, two. Because, really, it's pretty devastating. <laughs> <laughs> the macaroon thing. I wonder how many people have no idea what the fuck a macaroon is. <laughs> A macaroon, not a macaron. Let's be clear. A macaroon. A macaroon. A macaroon. Like delicious. I only like them from this one place. Like I don't like them in general. We will not like, name from place. This... No free advertising. It's George's in Ocean City. Fuck. Oh, they're great. Look, Peter, it's worth it. They've given us so many years of joy. Tell but them anyway. we sent. Tell them we sent you, and also to look into us for advertising. Options. Tell them they owe us thirty bucks. Yeah, we're cheap. <laughs> what do you want? I gotta make a living. Um. <laughs> <laughs> But no, like, that that was really beautiful, though. He's like, how are you going to choose what day to do it? Because, like, it's your last day. And yeah, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's I mean, fair. I get no, that. No, absolutely. I've had it happen with macaroons. <laughs> about, half as, about half as devastating as this guy. But <laughs> About half as devastating. Because, I mean, you do get them the next year. <laughs> that's true. You do get more. Eventually, though. Not for another eight months. You do have the long, cold winter to deal with. <laughs> yes. All right, Cece. Cece, side Peter. Get a job there. Uh-oh. Infiltrate the macaroon suppliers. Ooh. Learn the recipe. Make your own macaroons. I have a feeling it's like the Krabby Patty formula. Interesting. Like, only one person knows it? Yes, and it includes ground-up plankton. Does it? No. <laughs> that is that is a prank that Mr. Crab pulls, though. Oh, fuck, I forgot about the episode. All right, Peter, do you even watch Spongebob? Let's do a Spongebob episode. If that's not sci-fi, I don't know what is. Sandy Cheeks, let's go. Sandy Cheeks. Karen, we're talking about AI. Not serious, but if you guys want that, let us know. (laughs) I'm not serious unless you want it. I mean, I wasn't serious, but I could be. I could be made serious. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so yes, um, that is so sad. It is very sad. It's very beautiful. And, like, it's interesting because this guy who... A day before, didn't know who Abigail was. Like, that's really true. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, he remembered a time when he didn't love. Hours Abigail. before, hours before, he had no idea who Abigail was. And then all of a sudden, the doctor goes back in time and does this. And suddenly, his entire life is structured around like the pain of losing her and the fear of, you know, having your final day with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really sad. And, you know, bummer for the doctor because he happened to pick a girl who, or he, they happened to, um, you know, thaw a girl who, uh, like, had some days left to live. Like, if it was, like, a girl who, you know, wasn't dying, maybe uh, he could have fallen in love with her and it would have been fine. But, but he, I mean, it might have also been lucky. I mean, like, the kid was young. Like, he, it, he, he got it when he was, like, 12. So it was easy enough to sort of, mm have him fall in love with the beautiful young oh, woman. It, it's <laughs> super easy to fall in love when you're 12 and then also like, you know, the rest of your life. It, Forever. <laughs> if you're, yeah. Pine after that person who you loved when you were 12. Exactly. We've all been there. <laughs> but like, in a way, 
I feel like the circumstances must heighten the emotion. Like, because obviously this person, this like basically creature of myth comes and visits you every Christmas Eve. You have an adventure with this girl that's like beautiful and gifted and kind and you just love her to death. And then she goes back away for a year, but you you know she's there. And then Mm -hmm. she comes back out and like you have an adventure again with this mythical creature. And that will heighten it a lot. And then the idea of like, I'm going to no longer ever get to see you again if I choose to see you one more time, like that, that all heightens it. I feel like so much, even realistically it would. Yes, absolutely. Um, Cause even it doesn't have to be like when you look at, you know, her dying, it's, it can be like when you're saying goodbye to a loved one, like when you go away. So like maybe it's so like, you know, you and Albert spent four years doing a long distance relationship when you were in college. Yep. And like at the end of every summer saying goodbye because, you know, you don't know when he's going to be able to get out to see you. You know, it could conceivably Yeah, it could be, be Thanksgiving. Months. It could be Thanksgiving. Like, it could be months before you see each other again. And you have to say goodbye. Like, and that's very sad. Um, it sucks. It's not like you're dying or he's dying. But, yes. you know, you are essentially losing the physical presence of a loved one. Now, yes. like, in today's world, you can talk on the phone, you can Skype and all that. But it's nothing compared to being with the person. Definitely. Even just, like, it's not even doing, like, being physical. It's being in their presence. No, definitely. Yeah. That can have a, a very wonderful feeling. And, you know, that, that's almost, like, what this guy had to deal with in the story. Right. Yeah. That's very true. So, I mean, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Oh. And also, like, having this extremely romantic story can, I don't know, like I said, really heighten the emotion. Like a romance of legend. Yeah, Exactly. Which is actually a story we didn't even talk about with Hyperion, did we? Did we talk about that? Maybe a little bit. The, um... The, the, uh... Oh god, what was his name? The, the last guy who went, his grandfather and his grandmother. Oh, the con- the, the consul, I think he was? Consul, yeah, the consul. Exactly, and how, like, his, the, um... The man, like, kept going away because for some reason he couldn't break his contract. <laughs> Reasons not explained. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kept yeah, his yeah. contract and didn't ever say, but, like, every time he came back it would be months for him and years for her. Um, I think it's because we had no time that we talked so long about that show. That Moving was on. a very long book. But let's not go back to that. But <laughs> Welcome back to Hyperion Part 2. <laughs> apparently, we, need, we did need more time. <laughs> As it turns out. But we didn't do it the next episode. We did it two episodes later. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so, um... Yeah. Uh, all right. The fish. Yeah, we barely talked about them. The coolest shit. <laughs> they spoke to you? Uh, they did. Now, here's here's my running theory, Cece. Okay, go. All right. Their biology involves um, a, lo- a, lot of le- a lot of using electricity. Yes. Because uh, that, was, that was talked about, how they attract electricity. Or they, no, they're attracted to electricity. And there is water in some form in the clouds and in the atmosphere and like the ambient air. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure there's some water vapor. I bet they use the electricity to do an electrolysis, and oh. they have little internal hydrogen packs, which is why they can float. Oh my! <laughs> Look at you. Welcome to my TED talk. <laughs> I just pictured the Lisa Simpson meme. <laughs> it also, that's where they get their oxygen from. Well, yes, of course. Because they live high in the atmosphere. They take in the little electricity from through their gills, and not even cool. that. Like they could pick free. Yeah, yeah. No, they like they, they just absorb some free floating electrons from the ion, or they absorb ionized uh, particles from all the lightning. Just like through their fish skin. I mean, like or their mouth. Interesting, but their gills. What about the gills? Maybe they don't have gills. Ice see? crystals? No, they totally have gills. Maybe. Have you ever seen a shark without gills? Um, I don't know. I didn't really get a good look at the shark in this show, but I might have. Uh, there's no way that shark didn't have gills. Okay, but anyway, so yeah, this is my theory. <laughs> you know what, Peter? I like it. I don't think it's a bad theory. I think it's okay. It's a pretty good theory. <laughs> I'm, you know what, headcanon? If, yeah, we're going to sign to Get on the Doctor Who subreddit and drop this bomb. <laughs> Just, all right, I'm in. Hot take on the six-year-old episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> also, listen to my podcast. <laughs> we did an episode of Doctor Who. Please love us. No, I like it. I like that there's an explanation. 
You know what I want an explanation for? Yes. Why the doctor didn't just TARDIS onto the spaceship and evacuate it? Because he couldn't lock on. He couldn't lock on? Was yeah, that discussed? That was explained. Again, this is plot convenience, Doctor Who nonsense. Like, he's always doing the craziest shit with the TARDIS, and all of a sudden, oh, he can't lock on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would be willing All of a sudden, the TARDIS isn't like a fucking precision scalpel instrument. I. It is his hammer. <laughs> That's certainly true, except for when plot convenience needs it not to be. <laughs> Can't come up with any particular explanations right now because I haven't watched the show regularly for a while, but they're totally opposites. How about when he, like, lands it in a room that's the exact size of the TARDIS? All the time. Every Frequently. <laughs> yes. Uh, and now, like, I'm literally crossing it over with Pilot X in my head. I'm like, what about that time that it <laughs> materialized around him? Oh, wait, that was Pilot X. <laughs> <laughs> Although it probably happened in Doctor Who, too, if I'm being honest. Yeah, because Pilot X took all their cues. All their cues from Doctor Who. Pilot X Pilot was X. The, the science version of Doctor Who. Pilot X was that only fans of Doctor Who that were like, this doesn't have enough science explanations in it. It was it, the Fifty Shades of Grey of Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Wrote a fanfic, rebranded it as real fic, and no offense fanficers out there. And that was that. I, they just had to publish it. <laughs> Wrote a fanfic, yeah, they really, published They really didn't cover too much up. It's fine. It's fine. It's all fine. We, we covered that already. We talked about this part. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so here we are. That's it. I don't um, have too much else. Do you have anything else? Let me think. Oh, even if he could lock on, I bet he would like have only saved Rory and uh, and um, Pond. And Amy? Yeah, and why? Uh, and they've been like, oh no, I can't fit all those people, <laughs> and still <laughs> and still gone and tried to save him through the miser. <laughs> like because Doctor Who plot convenience. Yeah, because Doctor Who plot like the TARDIS being bigger on the inside is not apparently a good enough argument. It's not. Honestly, I feel like the TARDIS being bigger on the inside is the most consistent internal rule of Doctor Who. It's the only consistent... Because it's a... No, you know why it's that? Because it's always a convenient comedy trope. It is. Oh, man, it's bigger (laughs) on the inside. It's still convenience. And that's, like, the line that makes everyone cheer. Oh, it's bigger on the inside. Oh, yeah, it's a new companion. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, it's... And sometimes it has a swimming pool. But only sometimes. The TARDIS itself has no internal logic. <laughs> or, no, come on, sometimes see, it's a person. They grow the TARDIS. Like, are you kidding me? You want an internal logic from that? <laughs> oh, man. I want to know more. We never will. We never will because the place is gone. Or we'll learn more, but it's badly done and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Which is sometimes what happens with old ass shows that run out of ideas. Honestly, bit. though. But, okay, to be honest, lack of laws means that there's n- really no limit to how many ideas they can come up with in Doctor Who, which is part of what makes it so endearing and, and endearing. long living. Yes. Well, that's why I said endearing. Oh, it endearing? just sounds like endearing because it's also that. endearing. It's both. I endearing think the same and word twice, and I was like, all right, cool, CC. All right, CC, I'm just going to let that one go. Because you're an idiot, Dumbass. I guess. <laughs> Turns out I'm the idiot. <laughs> Turns out you're the idiot. Who is surprised? Me. Yeah. Well, (laughs) you never catch on quick, do you? All right, let's wrap up, Peach. All right, it's easy. Well, um, guys, this is obviously a shorter one, but uh, I think we we had some good conversation. Yeah. And you know what? If we try to go for our normal length, um, it would just be very bad conversation, so. It would be more stuff that doesn't have anything to do with the episode. As opposed to the 10 minutes we already did that has nothing to do with the episode. Or the show. Regardless of your religious affiliation or lack thereof, this episode of Doctor Who made you cling closer to your loved ones at this special time of year. Because they might only have one day left. Because they might only have one day left on the sneak. Or might have to go back into cryogenic sleep. On the sneak. <laughs> <laughs> they did not tell you. Have you checked the um, the ticker on their cryogenic chamber? They have terminal plot convenience. <laughs> <laughs> I hope none of your relatives have terminal plot convenience. <laughs> Peter is a terrible person. <laughs> if you and your loved one has been exposed to Doctor Who, you might have terminal plot convenience. Oh, <laughs> Please talk to your doctor. <laughs> oh, bless. But, yeah, no, I mean, I think that it's it's a good time of year to take stock of everything that's good in your life and everyone you love and just enjoy that. Let your and do you remember light, how thank you you are for us? 
And yes, I think you are for us. Exactly. That's really what I'm getting Specifically at. Specifically two strangers from the internet. And you can express that with reviews and sharing and reading. All, all sorts of wonderful things. Cling close to your loved ones. Maybe put on an episode of a uh, favorite sci-fi well, what podcast. What we mean is cling closer to us. <laughs> really hang on for dear life. We're really corrupting the message here, aren't we? Nope. We Damn. are purifying it. <laughs> But yeah, so enjoy enjoy the season. All right, guys. Um, some some book count, uh, some announcements just to keep us um, organized. Please please stay on. Do not do not skip to the end. Do not uh, exit the episode. We do, these are important. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. We'll do collect two hundred dollars or two hundred karma points. I guess. Yeah, there you go. Anyway. I wish you to collect two hundred dollars, but like only legally. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, our show is on a uh, new RSS feed, um, so we're going to post this episode on the new and old one just to make sure that everyone's still getting it. Um, I had an announcement on our feed a couple oh, a little while ago that I only posted on the old feed, so if you didn't get it, congratulations, you're on the new RSS feed. Um, <laughs> but our new feed is, uh, you know, the HTTPS uh, colon forward slash forward slash pinecast dot com forward slash feed forward slash sci-fi dash sidebar so that that is where you can find us on the rss feed if you uh if you got that announcement then um i would double check your rss feed and if all of a sudden you stop getting episodes then go ahead and uh, unsubscribe and resubscribe to that rss feed it's uh, totally not us being late (laughs) (laughs) um well i did i did put the announcement up with the new rss feed in it just to the old just the old feed peter did bad um, I did a bad, it's fine. Yeah, we sorry for being late. Uh, I did a bad job. Yes, by the way, I kind of forgot that we were late. I forgot it was Tuesday. It's been a busy couple days. Yeah, right? Um, but we're yes. sorry. CC Peter's called sorry, me uh, last night when we were supposed to be recording, and I said, oop, I'm at Wawa. <laughs> and have not watched the episode yet. And half company, so awkward. Awkward. Uh, so that's on me, um, but we are getting it up uh, Tuesday evening, obviously, so hopefully it's not too late. Okay, um... So, we are also moving our website to, um, you know, actually, it's going to change again, so I'm not even going to tell you the, or- the current URL. <laughs> Don't worry about the website. Let me worry about the website. The website will be moving from signifyingnothingnetwork.com. Um, that, that website will be going away as of uh, the 19th, but we're going to be, I'm, I'm looking at finding a new hosting option uh, that's a lot cheaper for us because we have uh, different needs now, and uh, so we can keep a website going and have some access there. But the domain name will be the same, but it might take a couple days for me to get that all sorted out. So the, if you use our website frequently, which no one does, you might lose it for a couple days. <laughs> if you use our website frequently, we see no evidence of it, so we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you should have posted in the forums. <laughs> if you guys do need to keep in touch with us, though, you should still go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash sci-fi sidebar. Uh, we also have a new email address. Uh, you can email us at signifyingnothingnetwork at gmail.com. That's right, right? It was so hard not to say .com, wasn't it? SignifyNothingNetwork.com. Oh, yeah. You could I, buy a I've, website. I've typed SignifyNothingNetwork.com at gmail.com into my browser so many times. <laughs> uh, yeah, so SignifyNothingNetwork at gmail.com. Uh, we're going to keep that one for, well, ever, obviously, because it's a Gmail, and we're not going to have it moving around. Has anyone ever deleted a Gmail? I don't really? Think so. I don't think you can. <laughs> I'm pretty sure not. Google just owned that forever. It's tied to your social security number. How? They'll never tell. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, you can email us there um, and get in touch. Oh, and officially, the university was back. I have an episode being on to prove it. Yes, believe your eyes. We'll, well see yes. when the next one's out, Peter. Sorry? We'll see when the next one's out. Uh, well, the next one. So the episode that I just released is uh, from me about uh, galaxies and formation of galaxies and how that happens and what kind of types of galaxies, all that good good shit and uh the next episode is going to be uh from a good friend of mine who uh loved the universe and you and hounded my heels to get it back um so you have him to thank so so i get i, I let him share the load so we're releasing every week for that and next week he's going to be uh doing an episode about um uh just kind of weird shit in the galaxy that's going to kind of be his theme and while i do sciencey things he'll talk about weird shit peter's gonna be the strict parent with all the science and physics and all that billy's gonna be the fun parent 
with all the oh, yes. weird shit. And, and his name is Billy. <laughs> Games. His name is Billy. Uh, so yeah, that'll be out <clears throat> uh, Christmas Eve. Yeah. It will. Our next episode will be out New Year's Eve, the 31st. We're doing the Forever War. The Forever War. We realize we haven't done really any actual military sci-fi, so it's time. Yeah. That's a little piece of, uh, of kind of like real, it's like pretty significantly leaning toward the military sci-fi. So that's why. <laughs> it's literally uh, about a soldier. So. So yeah, it's like, it's real leaning into this military sci-fi, which is a huge subgenre. Yeah. It's like half the genre, I swear. And we somehow avoided it this long. Not even because we have a problem with it. Just because, I don't know. It's just how it worked out. We're, so apparently anyway. we're more into intergalactic empires. So uh, that, that is kind of actually galactic thing. empires. That might yes. be our, um, our real house. <laughs> we, we do love those empires. Anyway, we um, so yeah, that'll be out, uh, like I said, New Year's Eve. All right, Stacey, uh, do we have anything else? Uh, nope. I believe that's everything. So if you guys, again, if you like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe, and share with friends. We would love that. Oh, guys, um, oh, one last thing. We have our one-year anniversary coming out soon. Oh, yes. Um, that's going to be in, I think, January 10th is the date. I think it's the 12th. 12th okay so we're releasing we'll be releasing an additional episode that week now now we have we've kind of thought about what we want to do but if you have anything you want to see us do um or like you know a specific thing for our special if you like want something unique because we're doing something different um yeah we're gonna sort of break with the uh not the format so much but but our 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 subject matter Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> uh, but don't worry. We will be actually, it'll be an extra episode as opposed to us moving an episode or ditching an episode. Yes. So we're still going to have our normal um, schedule with the sci fi episodes. But, um, see, should we so, tell them our yeah, idea? Have... Huh? Should we tell them our idea? Yeah, let's tell them our idea. Well, okay. they got to get started soon, so. <laughs> it's a long one. All right. So what we're looking at is uh, releasing an episode on a fancy book. So, um, The Name of the Wind is the book we're going to do, we think. I mean, like, if you guys, someone emails us with a great suggestion, we might incorporate it, or we might change it, but right now... Or if we find out this is somehow a terrible, terrible idea. Yeah, I don't think so. The Name of the Wind is an amazing It's a bonus book. episode. There's no rules. Yeah, it's right. There's no bonus episode. And everybody loves The Name of the Wind because it's an amazing book. And it, listen, if you're into into fantasy, I mean, granted, it's it's a big fantasy book. So it might be hard for some people to get through, but it's okay. Our normal episodes will still be out, and here's the secret. The audiobook is amazing. The audiobook S- is amazing. So um, there's that. And tell you what. It, there, actually, isn't there something on that, Peter? Um, yeah, so actually, so I'll give you the set URL now, because if you want the audiobook for free, um, you go to uh, sci-fi-sidebar.pinecast.co. And you go to the bottom of that page, you go ahead and hit the uh, advertisements or the the, the the sponsors page you can hit a link and uh that it will give you a 30-day free trial for audible as well as two free audiobooks so you can go ahead and get yourself the name of the wind and you tell you what you don't have to to re-up or anything um we get we get about we get a month worth of hosting for that so if you uh if you want to get an audible account and you know even just to get the name of the wind for free um the audiobook is amazing and music is a pretty big component of that book um so the audio effects are, are really pleasant to listen to. Yeah, it's just a, it's a really effective narration. The voices are great. It's it's honestly there's a lot of hard to pronounce words, so it's good to have somebody else responsible there are for that. Lots of hard to pronounce words. But like Peter and I have been beating the audible drum for a long time now to you guys, and maybe this is the time you want to. But obviously, no pressure. Consume it however you want to consume it. This is just our preferred way. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, so yeah, if you uh, please like, oh, I know Audible has their their thirty day free trial. But if you use our link... But it comes you, with one audiobook. You help support us. Um, and ours yes. comes with two. Yeah, ours comes with two, and you help support the show. Um, so, yeah, we would really appreciate that. Yep. If you're going to do it anyway, you might as well. <laughs> might as well do it through us. Might as well do it through us. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so that will be... That's our expectation for our anniversary episode. That's our plan. Um, if there's something else that you guys would rather hear or... Any other uh, good ideas you have, please feel free to share them. Or just show ideas to improve the show in general. You know, we want to make it... Uh, we want to make it the show you want to hear, you know? So, we're always open to suggestions and feedback. Alright, and without further ado, after our eight-minute announcement section... 
Yeah, that was a long time. That was a long one, but there was a lot to get through. Thank you for sticking with us. Um, <laughs> We're going through a lot of changes right now. It's a it's a season of change and new beginnings. And yes, a beautiful. And somehow world. we've managed to keep doing this for a year, so we got to celebrate that. <laughs> By rehashing one of our favorite fantasy books. <laughs> It's more of a self-reward, but we're going to go with it. All right. This has been (laughs) Sci-Fi Sidebar by the Signifying Nothing Network. A tale told by idiots. Have a great season, guys. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy whatever. You celebrate. Merry holidays. (laughs) Merry holidays. (laughs) Bye, guys.